against yourself again? Alright. Oh, yeah, do you wanna go? <laughs> you wanna go? Uh, fine, I'll go, I'll go. Okay. Hi, my name is Ken. Fucked in the ass. 
That's no. more probably true because he's a fake. Rip and dip. I'm getting ripped tonight. R.I.P. that The <laughs> I did, and he wasn't even my fucking boyfriend. We were just like in this situation shit. Men, men. Um, Speaking of men, yeah, men. Would you consider him a toxic man? Oh, hell yeah. What made him toxic? Um, he wanted to do everything that a boyfriend and a girlfriend would do, but not make it official with me. Wow, that sounds like he was cheating on you. <laughs> Probably was. He was probably somebody's baby daddy. I don't know. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anyway. But he was definitely a liar and a cheater and sneaky. And he had hemorrhoids. Yeah. He probably had a lot of STDs, so you, like, dodged a bullet. I really did. So don't ever eat where you shit, period. I think. I shit where you eat. <laughs> so, basically, she said her coworker had that. If you know, you know. And this is not the one that I lived with for four years. Thank you. Just wanted to clarify. (laughs) It was the one before him. Ew. Fucking piece of shit. That's information I don't need to know. (laughs) So, uh, toxic masculinity, (laughs) what is it? Can we do that? Oh, I'm a nice guy. 
I feel like if you're a nice guy, you don't really have to say that for yourself. People will already know. And be like, oh, that's a nice guy. You don't have to tell people what you want. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you let your actions speak for yourself. I have a question, though. So, is toxic masculinity only found in males, or can women have that, too? That would be toxic femininity. Because hmm. you do have toxic feminists, like people who are like for female rights and all of that, and um, there are some that are super, super toxic about it, mm-hmm. right? And those are the people who subscribe to specific gender roles where men have to be this certain way, like, oh, well, the men should <coughs> always pay, they should always be in charge of finances, they always have to be the ones to work. That's like our version of that toxicity, yeah. I think. Then, mm-hmm. then we should kind of consider that as like sexism towards men. Like, be, like I, I feel like we've had this conversation in a group chat before about can men or can people be sexist towards men? And I feel like that's essentially what it is. But I feel like the way I view sexism is because females are the minority, right? It's typically towards women. The same way if you're talking about racism is usually when the majority is being prejudiced against the minority. And I feel like that's sexism towards sexuality. And the minority here are typically females. You know what I mean? Because when I think of toxic masculinity, it's, it's a concept that gets pushed on the rules that a masculine person would or, or is expected to portray. Mm-hmm. So I feel like women can a little bit. I, I don't know. feel like, so if we're talking about that, it would depend, like, what are examples of toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what was one that you said? Clea, Kit, Jat, GTP, Kopai? It's a long name. <laughs> Let me show, can I make sure, I, I have a good idea. Let's run it to a Clea Kit. Clea Kit, the one we started. I don't with. recall that. You want an example of what toxic masculinity is? Yes, give us one example. One. Well, like I mentioned before, was not being able to express your emotions, that a guy cannot cry. That yeah. they have to be calm mm-hmm, right. all the time. Is it also right? Yeah. Guy and cry. What is that? And over. This might be my breakthrough. Mine. Mine. Oh, Mine. I, I can't keep up. You, I lost. Chime. This is little Clea Chime doesn't rhyme with M- cry. MC Clea. MC Kit. But it rhymes with crime. Next tip coming to you soon. Toxic masculinity should be a crime. It is. It should be. Ah. I believe it should be. So, where does it come from? Where does it go? Where does it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Oh my. <laughs> you want to take this one? Oh, I won't lie, I feel like this is a lot of my <laughs> so taking it would kind of be hard to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's kind that of hard. That was so good. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of hard to exactly trace where <laughs> Toxic masculinity originated from? Not originated. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what this one? This one. Okay, let's 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 rephrase it. Yeah. I mean, Society created. Like how does? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, technically, it could have originated from the Romans. But the Romans were gay as fuck. They cried at I mean, everything. I mean, you could also attribute it to the Aztecs if you want to go into into history. They're super masculine. Ah. But, like, but, I'm pretty sure the Spartans were fucking right. each other. Like, yeah, no, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. They so were like, fucking each other, yes. The point is what? You you want to know how it spreads? <clears throat> how it spreads like an STD. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, <laughs> it can be. Yeah, I still can't get over the Kai Naito shit. I can't. You. 
influences us? What do you mean, like? Okay, so the example? idea, uh, ideas of toxic masculinity, right? Like, men have to be the breadwinner, or men must be stoic and grumpy all the time and show limited emotion. Uh, How does that affect you in your daily life? Do you occasionally succumb to it? Do you think no, that's bullshit? Like, oh shit! Actually, I feel like there's a lot that I've that have kind of been like, like ingrained in me kind of where mm-hmm. i've been always trying to fight it and i always try to think to myself where it's where i, where I think to myself i'm like <clears throat> no no i'm not letting it affect me but at the end of the day it really does like the idea that men need to be the breadwinner and stuff i feel like i have to be super successful in the things that i do and i feel like that's what's really like fucking me up internally about things that i want to do and then also like there's that idea that like <clears throat> men need to be into certain things like i need to be into sports I think that's like the one big thing that I have a problem with, especially when it comes to like befriending other males, because like in my head, I'm gonna go up to this guy, we're gonna talk, like have small talk or something, and then he's gonna be like, yo, did you see the fucking Mets game? I'm like, nope, I was at home building Gundams. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm not into sports like that. I like partaking into like, you know, exercise and things, but you can't talk about Ronnie Coleman or anything like that. You know what I mean? Who the fuck is that? Exactly. I'm like, I, I remember one I don't time. Know who he's, 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 a, he's a bodybuilder. Oh, he's a real person. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, I, I, like, I know a few times I talk to people, and they always ask me about me and my girlfriend. It's like, oh, so, like, you watch, like, you watch Super Bowl? Do you watch this or that? And I'm like, no, but my girlfriend does. And they're like, well, that's backwards. I'm like, is it? Like, she could be into it, and I could not, you know? So I think that's like a big thing for me, and actually making friends and keeping connections because I just can't keep up with conversations with other males. Ah, that's um, an interesting perspective. What about you, Clear Kit? <coughs> Sorry, I'm really <laughs> processing. <laughs> I'm not processing. Loading. I'm Loading. Buffering. He's buffering. There's things running in my system right now that's affecting my response. Ah. But anyways, anyways, um, yeah, no, I think that toxic masculinity does affect my way of socializing, just like Ben said. Um, there are times where I've seen my friends objectify women or openly sexualize them, and these are things that don't vibe with me. And sometimes I feel the pressure of being some being like them and saying, oh yeah, she's got a big booty, I'm going to talk to her one of these days, blah, 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 blah. And that's not me. I don't I don't I don't care for the idea of objectifying women and some of my friends do and that's something we need to work on. So what are y'all passing to each other? Drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think those are really interesting points about how specifically it affects you guys socially, right? Because even from the female perspective, right? I feel weird because I'm not so traditionally feminine where a lot of the times girls are very demure, they're conservative Mm -hmm. about what they talk. I will literally openly talk about sex and like conquests and like all of those things that are typically associated with what men would talk about. And like to girls it's like, oh why are you exposing such information, Right. right? It's not what's expected of my gender. So I think that's really interesting that it's that's pretty much, I guess, what would be like <clears throat> toxic femininity for us, mm-hmm. or just really shitty social standards that are like put up. Yeah, yeah. I think also as a per- at a personal level, the pressure of having to make more than your partner 
Mm-hmm. You know, to be, uh, everyone should just be as successful as they can be. Oh, sorry, I was crying 
because I was drunk. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's like, yeah. bro, you were crying because you have, you've had all this pent up emotion and you've always wanted to cry in those situations where you felt that, and all of a sudden because you're drunk, and yeah, you know, like, you're, you're getting loose and everything, it's easy for you to cry, it's easy yeah. to just let it out. Sometimes like, bro, just fucking let it out when it happens. Like, I watch sad-ass animes, so I can cry, because sometimes I just feel like, yo, a good cry is what I need right now. Um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, I fucking love crying, bro. Fuck. The endorphins <laughs> that are released when you're done are ridiculous. Man, you feel, I fucking love being fucking depressed and crying. Better, you know? Okay, not only being depressed, but... It's, it's an addiction. Uh, okay, Some I don't... people are addicted <laughs> to feeling pain. No. Wait. No. This is a big kind of crying. <laughs> yeah, yo, I'm just saying, sometimes, like, when you just feel like you have all this pent up emotion and want to cry, like, finding something good to cry to makes you feel a lot better at the end of the day. That's so true. Honestly, I agree, and I think that if you think you can't cry, it ends up being something else, where you take it out on... Oh, yeah. Or you become violent, drive fast to take it out because you can't cry. So you just take it out on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like, um, anger and sadness is a very fine line. Mm-hmm. Right. There My therapist the says that they're brothers. Yeah. They're like fraternal twin brothers. And for they're people, always growing each other. Yeah, and le- exactly Brother. like how Clea said. Sweet home, like, Alabama. <laughs> if you can't allow yourself to get vulnerable, your brain is going to create a passageway for you to feel something, and it's going to come out as anger. And that's why we go to therapy, guys. Yeah. That's good for you. Yes. Also, I think, you know, anyone who thinks this, like, that men shouldn't go to therapy, and if you do, it makes you weak. That's fucking stupid, yeah. too. I, I remember um, <clears throat> I was at a friend's, I think her grandpa passed away, and I was there, and her younger brother, who I knew him to be very quiet and shy naturally, like that he's just a very introverted person, but at the funeral, you know, his grandpa just passed away, so he was crying. He was so sad, and um, his, I think it was his uncle came up to him and started, like, yelling at him to stop crying. No. And I remember freezing, because I just, I hated the energy that that man was, like, um, giving? giving to that little boy. Like, he was, I think he was only, like, 11. That's young. Yeah, and he was being yelled at for fucking crying. I mean, like, he's sad. That sticks with you. Um, it felt really bad for him. I felt felt sad for him. I hated that. So do you guys feel like there were moments where you couldn't be vulnerable because of the expectations towards men? We're we're, (laughs) we're thinking. thinking. I, I I mean... While I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know if there's times where I, where I um, felt like depression. I mean, there are times that I, I, like I couldn't be vulnerable, vulnerable, but there are times where I regretted being vulnerable. Like I said, like when I cried in front of people, and it, and obviously because of like I don't want to say trauma, uh, that's that's a pretty heavy word, but because of like past experiences where people have said like, oh man, don't cry, like you're a guy, don't cry. I've apologized, and again, like they reassured okay to cry like that's fine but again like there are those times when i felt certain emotions and certain ways about things and it's like they've always reassured me it's okay to feel to have these feelings it's okay for men to fucking feel yeah yeah 
that, like, being validated in that way, and I feel like, nah, I'm not gonna be nice to you, Zaynas, I'm not that lit. Your turn. Oh, fuck you, bitch. Hey, that's my drink, you bitch! At a personal level, toxic masculinity has definitely instilled certain values in me that one one in particular is the idea of being stable, not having any issues. Like say in a relationship, there are going to be problems that you are dealing with, um, say like career-wise, um, your own feelings, and sometimes I do feel pressure to not share that, that I'm okay at my job, I'm feeling okay because you want to give the image that you're stable. Mm -hmm. When sometimes you're not, as a guy. You can't always be the rock, basically. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do feel like I have to be the rock Mm -hmm. because of this whole toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. I just pictured, you know in that movie, um, Everything Everywhere All At Once? Amazing movie. They're They're just fucking rocks. Sometimes I feel like that's it. That's all I want. Fuck it. Yeah. I cried during that scene. It hit. It hit. It It was good. So good. Did it hit you hard? Like a rock? (laughs) Wow. We ready? Wow. That was so good. One, two, three. Orange. Orange and blue. Orange and blue? That's me or blue? That's me. Ready? (laughs) One, two, three. Next. To do what? To clean your car. Oh, I, do, I, do, I 
do auto detailing. Um, yeah, it comes through. I, I clean your car and I make it look as close to new. I don't want to say new, but I make it look pretty fucking good. And I have people to back me up on that. Who? You, you make it look what? Like new. Pretty fucking new. Pretty fucking new. Yeah. Um, Louder, like Barbie. I make it look pretty fucking new! But yes, don't worry, I will be releasing an Instagram soon, and maybe a website <laughs> down the line, and you will see actual pictures of experiences that I've been through as a detailer. Um, and now, we're back to High Table Talk! Yeah. So, Queer Kit, you mentioned how you, you know, there's this pressure to feel stable and, um, you know, be in a certain position because you're making a certain amount of money versus, like, doing something that's a little different or not as stable. Do you feel like it's still very, very important for a man to have a house, a car, and a job to, like, <coughs> completely commit to somebody, like, long-term, like, propose or, like, marriage? I said, well, I voted no, or whatever the choice was, to reject it, because those are just objects, <laughs> essentially. There's a lot more to commitment. You can be an asshole with a car, a house, a job. You can be the greatest person with a house, car, and job, but not a stable job. Mm -hmm. Like, Wait, but, but, but looking at it, if we're going like technicality, it says uh, job. It doesn't say career. So I feel like you said like yeah you don't have to like have a good job mm. but I feel like having a job puts you in a place of like of commitment because it's kind of hard to be in a relationship I feel not hard but I feel like it can be difficult to be in a relationship that you can't actually like it's I, I think you know how relationships are like essentially give and take kind mm -hmm. of thing yeah so, like, obviously like you know one you like you know you gotta take turns doing things but I feel like to put an entire like I guess that's the whole thing too like a trophy wife where the man is the breadwinner right kind of puts it into perspective where if you can't properly give back or at least give a little bit of your half to it, it makes it difficult like imagine dating someone who is only with you at the time and they don't have any money and they're just mm -hmm. relies on you it kind of makes it difficult and then also like they kind of make it again they make, they're reliant on you kind of thing so imagine you're gone they got nothing so what you're saying is that rather than focus on house, job, car, it's the ability to provide on both parties. I feel, I, I feel like I feel like both parties should. You want to get the bed? Yeah. I feel like both parties should be able to at least commit to something, and not. And I don't want to say you have to be able to commit. You don't. Have, you don't have to have a house or a car, but I feel like. I feel like a job is the, you know, like the minimum of things because love, regardless, you know, people say, oh, you need love. Obviously, that is right. a fucking relationship. You need love, but like if you're talking about like certain assets of things like that, like I feel like a job will bring a certain level of like participation that's aside from love that puts you in that relationship. So, so minimum have a job. Yeah, but I'm, again, I'm not saying like again, job and career. Those, like, you know, you could have a job. You have a career, which is a job. Right. Or you just have a job, that's a job. So let me ask the girls one thing. Yeah, while they're fucking out right now, is it a 
and this is just a yes or no question, okay. is it a red flag that a guy does not have a job at the moment? Yes or no? And there's no pink well, flag. Okay, yes or no? Yes or no, it's a red flag. Yeah. Is it an automatic red flag? Not automatic. So it's a no. Not automatic. Wow. That's why I said pink flag, because I feel like it depends on previous circumstances. Exactly. Right? Like, okay. what yeah. was what was he doing before, or what motivated him to finally get a job, or why is he between jobs? Like, what's the story behind there? And I feel like yeah. the story behind that will speak a lot to their character as a whole. So, I'm going to ask, what happens if a guy does not have a job, no car, no house? Is that a red flag? So... Okay, we can put it in that perspective, so like, <laughs> okay, well, let's just put it into the scenario. Is he a hobo? <laughs> I need, I need perspective. Wait, can you actually define yeah. house? Like, yeah, are you renting or do you have a mortgage? Yeah, because no, you have shelter. Shelter. So you could be living with your parents. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get, well, your own shelter. So like, not with your parents. But now, see, now you're making it difficult for everyone because at this point in time in life, you can't live by yourself without a job in New York. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Fine, 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 fine. No, it's it's not a red flag. Uh, is it still a hobo? <laughs> so, so, okay, minimum, the guy's on their own, but no car, no job. I feel like logistically, it. Things, there's a, more things to consider. Like if they're in a city, they don't need a car. That, that, you know, yeah. yeah I feel like, again, I think it does yeah. go deeper than that because you. That's fun, baby. Red flag. <laughs> that, um, you have the best cars, right? Yeah. But you need to act. You need to build on that. Just because you're yeah. rich, just because you can provide, you need to actually have like the personality. You actually need to not be an asshole. That's why also, like, if you do have a job, like, is it a nepotism job? Like, did you just inherit from your family? Did you Calling actually want to go into this? Oh. <laughs> well, in upper, in upper management, not not the healthcare providers. Be more but specific. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's funny. Oh, that would be too doxing of me. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, Trust on babies. If you make your the money that your parents made, and you say it's your money, if you make that your personality, you have no personality. Mm -hmm. There, you have nothing to give for from yourself to someone else, because again, it's not money that you built up. Yeah. You know, I, I've uh, I've known people that are I don't actually trust on babies, but they come from rich families, and there's some I have some friends who don't work or who work, you know, like whatever jobs because they know they're going to get money. So they, they're not looking for careers, they're just looking for like something to do. Uh -huh. I also have friends who, or I've known people who are like that also, but also didn't want to rely on their parents' money. They decided, they, they were rich, they had, you know, like, I knew someone who had a bed and everything, his, um, his parents bought it for him, his parents had mad money, and he wanted to, he's like, oh, I don't want to rely on them. So I'm gonna get a job, and he went to school for I think I think he's trying to be a doctor. He's like I don't wow. need them, and I have this job to kill time while I'm in school too, you know. So he's working towards his own money. He's working towards himself. His parents has money. His parents buy stuff, but he doesn't rely on that. You know, it's not like for him to use. He's not like trying to like be like yeah, bitch, 
I got you. Mm -hmm. So it's like not an automatic yes to that question. Like trust fund babies? Yeah. Because you could have the trust fund baby can have a job, a house, a car, but <coughs> maybe missing the essentials, personality wise. Yeah. And, and but also like back to the original question about the house and stuff, I do feel like you're right. There's a lot to consider in that because you, you first off you have to define a lot of what you guys are talking about, like specify yeah. exactly what it is, like. I mean, like, yeah, like, okay, like, kind of like, it's just, it, it's just so judgmental. I don't know, like, like, oh, this person doesn't have a car, a house, or money, a red flag, oh, it's just yeah. so judgmental. Because, again, you could just be in a bad spot. Yeah. Or you could be in the city with Or in the no city. Mortgage. You know, or, yeah. you know, or you could meet someone at a stage in their life where they're... Laid off. You know, in exactly. the era of whatever power moment it is that that person's supposed to have, but in reality, he's meant to be something great. So, so he's not at that point in his life yet. But then I think that it also kind of comes down to like their personality, personality, because if they're like, if they don't have a job and stuff, and they're just like, whatever they're passionate about, like, no matter, and stuff, then it's like, all right, do you, do you have aspirations to get a job yeah. <laughs> or anything? It's like, then that's a red flag. So like lack of a job is only passable if if you have the drive and a plan <coughs> to eventually not be unemployed. I I feel like as long as you strive to be employed, period, bro. You want to fucking work at McDonald's? I don't know if you just want to, like if you're trying to sell drugs. I feel like anything. Well, would you consider that settling? Like that's the easiest route, but to actually be a provider in that sense. But then you're. But then that's also going back to oh, men have to be the provider. You know. Because then you don't. He doesn't have to be the provider. He just has a sugar mama. Yeah, I, but then, but, but then putting that there too, it's like putting expectations on a woman. Well, you know, like, what if it's not like actually having to be the provider, but having to be the best you can be, rather than you settling? <clears throat> like, what, what you, you can like, you know, I can just get a job at McDonald's. Yeah, that's fine and easy. That's settling. But I know I can do much more. Yeah. Well, I feel like getting a job at McDonald's, like obviously. Don't settle, but you could do a lot at McDonald's. You could go work as a clerk and move your way up. While obviously that's not fucking, you know, you're not being like CFO of McDonald's. You're not Ronald McDonald. You know, I feel like as you have, you know, expectations, if you have inspiration to do stuff, it's better than having nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, because right, so you're a fucking clerk or whatever at McDonald's. You know, like fucking bare, let's bare minimum. I don't know what the bare minimum job is there, but your bare minimum job at McDonald's and you work your way up to. So, these jobs we're talking about, these clerk jobs, it's fine is if, as long as they have the ambition to move up. Move up. Because, again, like that, that could put you in a lot of connections somewhere else, where it's like you start off as a clerk at McDonald's and you make your way up as manager or whatever. Like, even like, like, like what do you call it? Um, yeah, I guess manager. You know, then you got connections. You can man you have managerial experience to go somewhere else. You always have somewhere to leverage whatever experience you gain from that current job, your lowest level job, somewhere else and move it and go up even higher. You know, like, and again, I feel like the aspiration to be able to do more and stuff at least puts something that's not a red flag on the table. You know, if like, if let's say, again, like, all right, you have zero aspiration about things, that's like, all right, okay, buddy, like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not saying you have to give, like, you have to give your whole paycheck to be in there, but I feel like 
by being able to provide strong things like, hey, I'll catch this meal for you, or I'll do this and that, or you know, just small things should be sufficient enough with the money that you make. I don't think you need to be the breadwinner. I don't think you need to be make you more than just another mm-hmm. brother as a man. You know, it's okay that you're that you know that <laughs> that your significant other, whether it be another man or a female, you know, I think that's perfectly fine. In that sense, yeah, I, I agree. As long as you have the ambition to do better. I like that question. Did you fart again? Yeah, fucking pudge, bro. Hold Running on, out. <laughs> bro. <Hold> bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> okay, so. Guys, oh. is the room spinning for you too? No. <laughs> I don't even know what we were laughing at. The room is spinning around, around. Huh? I only took a hit, so I'm, I'm okay. Are you? I'm like lit, <coughs> but not, not polo lit. <laughs> I can stand up. So stable. <laughs> and I can stand up unstable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> I, for a second, I thought we were upstairs, but we we're downstairs in the basement. Does anyone else feel like they're teleporting? No. I, I literally feel like I'm floating. Oh. So what are like some double standards? Elaborate. Can you elaborate? Elaborate. Like <laughs> something men are only able to do? Which is like the, isn't that is the same thing as toxic masculinity? Have a dick. Um, not always. Double standard. <laughs> I feel like I have some in my head, but I, I don't know. How about um, how women can be creepy checking out men, but if a mm. man checks out a woman, bro, that's it. Oh, like in the workplace, women can t- openly talk about how hot a guy is. Yeah, but a guy talking about a girl, bro, fine. HR. Yeah. Or, or wow. wait, wait. Let's stay on that. What do you guys, what do you girls think about that? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Say it again. Yeah. Like, you know how in the workplace you can openly talk about a hot guy, and you won't necessarily get in trouble for it. Mm. Like, any any hot guy, not like, oh, my coworker is so hot? No, like an actual coworker. Like a coworker. Oh! Where it could be HR, you know. But I can't openly say, oh, that secretary has got a really tight whatever, and it's a girl. <clears throat> oh my god, I'm part of this. <gasps> yep. I'm the problem. Yep. It's me. Wait. Hi. She's the problem. And, it's and her. This is the last episode of High Table Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Wait. Wait. No. Sorry. I need to hear that again because my, I think it's not clear. Okay, so a girl can be like, oh my god, he looks like he has such a nice ass to okay. a, about a coworker. Okay. But a guy who says, oh my god, she has such a nice ass, that's like... Guys can get in trouble for that? Yes. Female privilege. I didn't know it's that. It's creepy, right? Like if a guy says that about a, like, a female coworker. Uh, I genuinely I'll, I'll didn't help know them. that. I'll help you all. In defense, most guys would actually be like, oh, that's, that's great. I like the compliments. Whereas, most. Yeah, so there's like another thing, right? Because guys can, are expected to uh, react a certain and, way. And you want to know if we agree with her? 
We're, we're asking your opinion yeah, yeah, on yeah. the matter. Yeah, what do you think of that double standard where... I think it's bullshit. So, like, you don't think you can talk openly Wait, about a hot guy? To be fair, she didn't know that happened in the workplace. <laughs> she was know. completely dumbfounded by the question because she's like, what? So, I didn't know that happened. Yeah, it's, you know, but, but then also, I guess going... Because I've never experienced <clears throat> something where... A guy was talking to me about, oh, she's got nice legs. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be necessarily. I, I, I wouldn't. Rep- I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. No, no, no. Like, so, like, say me and my guy coworker were having a conversation, uh-huh. and my guy coworker was like, "Yo, did you see her ass? It looks good today." I would be like, "Yeah, I saw her. Her ass is nice." No, but I guess like I don't see a problem. Well, with or, that. or like I wouldn't guy, report him for that. More like a guy talking to another guy yeah, about a woman, like say, like no, from I would extreme, I like, would join in the conversation and agree with them or not. And then all right, let's flip it on. on That's a, what happens when you're queer. Uh, <laughs> on the flip so, side, fine. Yeah. Say it's two coworkers that you're not really familiar with, right? And you're in front of them, and they're like, "Wow, wait, I don't want to." For me, okay, for me, the only time I would have a problem with two male coworkers sexualizing another coworker that is female is if that female is underage. That is the only time I will report anything to anyone. Whereas that other that you're you're saying, the double standard, I think that's Stupid. Okay, wait, okay, hold on. Let me give an example. Okay, <laughs> so I remember when you first started working at our job? Yes. Okay, so remember that guy who asked me so if it's okay? <laughs> well, I'm trying to be as vague, like not vague, but I'm trying to like not drop names. Remember that guy who asked you, yo, is it okay if I holler at your cousin? Mm-hmm. Right? The, you don't remember. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right? So imagine he's talking with, um, I guess with me. He didn't know your, your cousin. He's talking to me, he's like, Daniel, and new girl, Bola, got fat ass. How would you feel about that? I'd be like, oh my god, who said that? <laughs> but you knew it was him. Let's say you knew it was him. <laughs> this is fucking flattery. Right? I, I would be like, oh my god, thanks. Like, I what guess, the fuck? I guess, I guess it also, I feel like then at that point, it is dependent but it on also, the person. But then I feel like also it depends on who's overhearing it in general. Because imagine, the, like, like she said, uh, she would report it if this person was underage. Mm-hmm. Then you have those people who would report it because they just find it disgusting. Like imagine you and I, say a kid, mm-hmm. are talking to each other about like whatever. Like you see a color like damn, yo, she got a fine ass or something like that, right? Or like if the guy's like, yo, I think I'm gonna rape her later. Okay, like, that's fucking oh, oh, No, who the fuck talking? <laughs> yo, I'm gonna rape her. You got it. No, no, I'm just saying, but no. you want the severity, like. Conversation like, damn, you know, I bet you he has a fucking rock hard abs or something like that. Ass is so fine, kind of thing. And then a guy will be like, oh shit, you kind of like, oh my god, that's gross. I'm gonna report you. Okay, but like, report me. To reframe it though, this is the idea of a, a justification. You are yeah. objectifying your coworkers, mm-hmm. and I believe no one in this room agrees in the idea of justifying women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes. what about guys? I love objectifying men. See, that's a double standard. <laughs> there we go. That's, there's the double standard. But then also, I guess we go back to a male who would be okay with being objectified because 
think about it, men don't get enough compliments that are genuine. So, like, I've never been told, or, like, I don't recall being told, like, hey, man, you have a nice smile. <laughs> like, in, like, okay. That was so cute! Oh, I love you. But, no, like, I've never, I've never been approached by someone. I've never, like, I've never heard from someone. Just in general, like, hey, man, you have a nice smile. Just, like, not as, like, a flirtatious way, but to hey, be honest. Hey, man. When Ben sees your car, remember to smile. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He loves smiles. <laughs> tell me, tell me, I have a nice smile, please, when I clean your car. Get a discount. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's a big discount. I'll be, I'll be giddy. I would think you're hitting on me. <laughs> no. Wait, so what can they get a discount on? Car cleaning size is like a broke. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I clean your car. Is there a name for your company? Um, actually, not. What's name it. Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust the naming process at this moment. Again, back to the conversation. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like men don't really get complimented in oh, in, in a way that's not flirtatious, but just like a genuine compliment. You know, you, <sighs> okay, I love you, but was, <laughs> but like, oh okay, like, Paulus, that's so much ice cream. Is there anything in there? <laughs> okay, but here's another double standard. <clears throat> um, so I was at, uh, I'll give you an example of it. I was at the mall one time on a date. I told you about this. So, don't get mad. <laughs> 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 My girlfriend's in the room. <laughs> uh, I, I was on a date with this one girl, and we were, at, we were at the mall, and all of a sudden there's like this little kid running around like, in the food court. And they're running around, and he's just by himself, right? And the girl that I'm with, she's like, oh my god, where's his parents? I'm like, I don't know. The kid runs up to me. My first response, hold my hands up, because I can't be seen with a kid as a male oh. like that because if i'm seen with a male touching this kid in whatever way kind of thing like yeah it could look friendly but it could look like i'm going to kidnap this kid kind of thing so i'd be like yo you kind of have to help him and i'll be here with you while you help the kid mm-hmm. kind of thing because i didn't want to be seen as someone who's gonna kidnap this kid take him away as a male but as a female because they have that more i guess like motherly kind of like yeah you know look appearance kind of thing it's like oh, okay so that's okay but uh, me being a guy mm-hmm. like, i'm gonna fucking kidnap the kid Oh wow! I never thought of that. <clears throat> yeah, I never thought of that. Is that thing about like if I like not for nothing? If I were to go sit at the park because it's a nice day, I mean that's gonna look mad rapey, bro. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's the thing, and like you know the little park by our house. There's a fucking <sighs> there's a bench there. I can't sit there and just chill. There's little kids playing. You know what I mean? You could tell them that's toxic masculinity. No, you get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> that's rapey. <laughs> I'm gonna pay. 
So if like they're asking me like, oh, do you want to go grab dinner or do you want to go out this day for X, Y, and Z? Like I am going to expect them to pay, but I'll always offer to split. That's good. <coughs> yeah, I mean, um, through my experience, uh, I I had this one friend that would always ask me out. Nothing like romantic. They would just ask me out. Be like, yo, you want to hang out? And you want to come with me for this thing? She'd always ask me out for things. I mean, always get food some part during that time or hang out. And I'd always offer to pay because toxic masculinity is like, I am the guy I should pay. But again, there's no like romantic thing there. It's like, oh, I just feel like I can pay because we're out. We drove, we're hanging out, let me pay. But then she would always back up with, nah, yo, I invited you out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay because I dragged you out of the house. I invited you to hang out. I invited you. I, I, I took time out of your day kind of thing. So I'm going to pay. And when like on a date, <coughs> I do also think, like my sister, that uh, it's should go to the person who invited who out. And but I do think that it's common courtesy to ask and to want to go have some. Mm-hmm. Like if right. if we go out on a first date Hello? Probably. Uh oh, maybe there's a toilet in there. Um no more. No more. But um I do think it's like common courtesy that like if you go out to just ask on the first date if you want to go have some if you don't ask at all, I don't want to say red flag, but I definitely want to be like I hope she doesn't have the expectation that as a man I'm always expected to pay. Yeah, that's a good point. You know. mm-hmm. Um, for me though, I always I always usually hope that the guy would pay because for me it tells me that wow he must really like me to want to pay for me. Like, so I see it in an, an emotional way, I guess. But then what about his feelings? Also, uh, yeah. So him asking you out wasn't. <laughs> but then also I guess it, it come also I won't say any double standard, but I guess that goes along with the idea where, you know, where you asked her, like, oh, because you, oh, wait, well, I guess my thought process is different from your question, because you asked, oh, do you think he felt like a, an obligation because of the, uh, you know, because men should pay first, but when you asked that, I actually thought, do you think he felt an obligation from you to provide something sexual? Is what he was like, oh, because you paid, you should provide something sexual, and I feel like that's where some women... I don't want to say come off, but have an idea where, like, oh, if he pays, I'm expected to do something of the sexual nature, or not really have sex, but I'm, I'm, I'm expected to give something back. Like I that. did go on well, a date, yeah, and he did pay, and then he asked if I wanted to go to his place afterwards, but, like, I got out of that, so I didn't have to, I also didn't feel like an obligation, but I don't know if he <coughs> felt like I should have said yes. But honestly, he was, like, really boring, so I don't think he Would you yes. consider that a toxic masculinity, an um, example of toxic masculinity, that if I pay, the girl has to now provide Yeah, yes. because you are right. now not only objectifying the woman, but putting value on her body. Yes. It's so transactional. Exactly, exactly and it yeah. shouldn't be. Uh, and it's still a very big issue yeah. for a lot of men. <laughs> Uh, and also for all women listening who need this kind of validation, it's like, if you ever say no at all on a date or whatever for anything, if you say no and he doesn't take no as an answer, like, to go back to his crib, Leave or him. for you to, like, oh, like, he's like, oh, have another drink, and you say no, and he pushes, and you for sure don't want to have another drink, but he's still pushing for it, that's a red flag, that's not, like, as someone who, like, who completely respects a woman's boundaries and stuff, who will not try to push you for it, like, don't like you know like there's like your safety should be their number one priority make you feel safe 
mm-hmm. kind of thing. Especially if they're if they have an intention to seek romantic like relations with you in the future, your safety is number one in that. You know, they want to make you feel secure, not like you're gonna be fucking with. One hundred percent. Good my God, he's taken though. Sorry. Thanks, Kuya. I forgot <laughs> what I was gonna say. Uh, oh my god, I'm so high. <laughs> hey, aren't you hungry? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally feel like a balloon. <laughs> Where'd you guys eat? Wattawa. They what? Wa- Wattawa? You want that for your what birthday, bro? Oh, I'll even eat sushi, guys. Damn, do you promote that harder than the... <laughs> than your detailing job. But call me for detailing! Because I will do a good job. Bang. <laughs> Objectify women mm-hmm. are able to be vulnerable about yes. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, communicate. Make you feel safe. There's that too, like being able to communicate in like whether it be with your significant other or anybody, matter of fact. Because I feel like the like there's a certain level like you, like I guess yeah. going off the idea that men can't cry, so just men can't feel anything. You know what I mean? Like I feel like or like know ridiculous. know how to really express yourself mm-hmm. in a healthy way. Yeah. I guess that goes for <laughs> for me with I don't want to say road rage, man. But when I get fucking mad and stuff, I I'm fucked up. <laughs> I'm thinking like the worst about people when I like you know, and I feel like that's also because I you know like I don't really know how to properly process that information, especially in the moment. You know what I mean? Like I'm in a car. What am I gonna do? Ram this person? You know? I'm gonna think the worst towards you, but I can't. I'm gonna fucking kick you. You know what I mean? Also, I've had experience with many drivers, not naming names, for whatever reason, I've done fucked up, not fucked up, but fun things. <laughs> fucked up things. Really? Like who? Uh, I, 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 I names on me. <laughs> I'm not stuttering because he's talking about me. He's stuttering because... I would never talk about any shit like that. <laughs> you know, I'm a safe driver. Safest. Casual. Like Ivy Raymond. <laughs> oh! Oh, there you go. It wasn't about me at all. My, drink. my 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 own siblings are really bad at road rage. What? Okay, a little bit. Really nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Is there anything else you want to touch on, like in terms of? I feel, I won't lie. Like they they asked they texted me. They're like, oh, do you know any questions? And I knew I knew a few, but I was like, damn. I don't know if I'm going to be mentally prepared to be talking about all this stuff kind of thing. And I had a bunch before, and now it's just... Nah, it's a, it's a really big fucking problem <coughs> in society. Mm-hmm. We can't, like, like, yeah, we're lit as fuck right now, but it's definitely not something we can just joke about. Yeah. Men, men specifically, suck. <laughs> That's it, you know? Masculinity has just been part of society for so long. Like, imagine... If we had leaders, like women, as leaders mm-hmm. thousands of years ago, we, ba- we basically made half the population the head of the household. What if we had 
play it on a level field. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? How far would we have gotten as a society? You know, and, and oh, you want to say something? No, no, no. Uh, like looking back at it, like there, there are a lot of like societies in the past or civilizations in the past that were very matriarchal. But when you look at them, they always tend to talk about just the men and all the things that they've done, kind of thing. Because the history books were written by men. Yes. Oh my god. Dang. That's my sister, y'all. Men suck. A lot of them do. <clears throat> but we can be better. And it's up to you, you guys. To become better and tell other people how to be better. And and I feel like that's a big thing too, awareness of it. Because you could be fucking, you could let like you know like you see me, I'm talking to you guys. Like I've had those moments where I like talk to you guys and then you get the best of me. But at least I'm like aware of those moments and I know it's something I need to work on. You know, like I feel like if you just blatantly fucking a chat about things, then you're just fucking asshole, man. Like oh. And call out your friends too. Like the whole guy being a guy, call call them out when they're cat calling. Or being or, a dick or just gross towards women. Yeah, being a creep. Just call them out. Even though <coughs> yes, you're a guy, but you're allowed to say things otherwise. Oh yeah, and even if your friend is friends with somebody, let's say you guys are all out and stuff, and you have one of your friends who decides to invite another friend, and he does something that is completely out of pocket. And trying to ex- you know like excuse behaviors or whatever like bro call that shit out too like if your friend tries to defend his boy for that stuff that that's a red flag too yeah you know like if your friend kind of like lets it slide for like certain like certain like sexual harassment or things like that if you let it slide bro that's something to keep an eye on like I don't I don't want to be friends with someone who like says it's okay for someone to be drunk to do things or like permissible for things like that yeah. Cool. Anything else, Alvin? <coughs> she's being high. <laughs> she got it. Last comment. She whispered you to speak up. Wow, she's fading. She's like a ghost right now. I am. <laughs> oh my god. What do you think? I think toxic masculinity is gross and childish. And honestly. It starts at the home and like what you grew up seeing, I feel. But it's never too late to learn. Yeah. And change habits. It's not impossible to change. You just you better have to do the work. Yeah. Okay. That's it for now. Thank you for allowing us to guest star in your podcast, Queer Kit and Yeah, yeah. literally this is <laughs> their podcast. And we were the we guests. were the guest hosts. We yeah. were the moderators. People, people are gonna ask for me and Kit to have our own podcast. <laughs> They're like, yo, what are you guys doing? We're gonna be. Like, I don't know if it's because I've been detoxing and I've been doing really good that this high feels like immaculate. <laughs> <clears throat> Kit, we should have a podcast called Higher Table Talk. The higher table talk, higher table talk. Where we talk shit about high table talk. Or we'll, we'll, we'll watch. Dad, we'll, you we'll, don't even we'll get watch, high. We'll, we'll watch their podcast and then we'll just critique we their podcast. Or we'll critique or dismiss it. We'll be the anti yeah, 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 table yeah. talk. Marijuana the sober is table a talk. <laughs> it's a psycho. It's a hallucinogen. Yeah, you know, one time I got mad. So you guys can do a higher I table talk and take uppers. 